In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Evans. When I got up this morning, it was so weird outside. I couldn't see the neighbor's house. And we don't live all that far apart. There was so much fog and... I guess that's fog. But it lifted pretty quickly. Yeah, 56 degrees right now, headed to 79. And then the next, well, as far as I can see out, about 7 or 8, 9, 10 days, it's going to be in the 80s, even hitting the 90 mark. So um, the heat spells back for a while, which um, suits me just fine. But I know some people are getting a little tired of it. Um, what about you? Not me. Not you. I'm a warm weather person. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Means more mowing too, though. But I don't care. Oh, I love to mow. Mowing's cool. Grace and I have races with our mowers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, It'll be folks, a good weekend for that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'll be doing it. I even ran my first uh, leaf uh, raking. Um, you know, I have that machine you pull behind you, and it, it. It uh, brushes the leaves up into a, what would you call that? Container? Yeah, well, sort of. Drum? Yeah. Anyway, I did the first one of those this week, um, last last weekend. And, um, well, anyway. Um, <coughs> folks, um, you know, we, we should have told you more about this in the past, but in the past week or so. The city is conducting fire hydrant testing. This is something they do generally each late summer, early fall. And that's where they go to all the fire hydrants in the region and open them up and make sure they're flowing well and that the valves are working to open and close and all that sort of thing. And uh, they've been doing it, oh, at least a week now in various neighborhoods. They, they cover the city thoroughly. And um, the whole process, as I understand it, takes almost a month to accomplish. So uh, this is still underway. So if you're driving about and you see a whole bunch of water uh, gushing out of one of those fire hydrants, you'll generally see a couple of uh, uh, members of our fire department there also that's what they're doing is they're making sure all our fire hydrants are working properly. Um, let's see here. Sometimes we get a warning, sometimes we don't, and um, but today we do. At 9.50 this morning, we will have an emergency broadcast uh, activation uh, test, okay? And that's where those two kind of glaring tones file for a few seconds and then we have an announcement from, um, well, really the headquarters in Columbus. 
So um, that's it to 9.50 this morning. But if you hear those two tones at any time, you should immediately listen to uh, make sure that it's not just a test. It could be an alert. And they are very, how do I want to put it? First of all, it's a federal law, this system. Second, stations must comply with it. Uh, third, um, they, they run a test, what is it, monthly? I think so. But if you um, if you hear those tones, pay attention because it could be some sort of alert, and we have had that happen uh, with uh, some real imminent weather that looked uh, like it had the great potential for doing some damages and things like that. Um, mercy, it could be under. Um, Say Canada decided to attack the U.S. <laughs> um, <What>? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. With, but with no, I mean, I mean, it's really it's meant for really serious stuff. With their Salvation Army or something? Yeah, whatever. Do they not have a military? I don't know. I thought Surely they did. Surely they do. Surely they do. Surely. I have a new tooth in my mouth. And I would... Surely doesn't sound quite right to me. Anyway, I'll get used to it. Um, okay, let's see here. So, let's get back to work. Today is September 14th. Of course, the year is 2022. I'm Dave Palmer. Scott Daly sitting right be- beside me. And uh, today is National Live Creative Day. Okay. That could be the any number of things. Mm-hmm. The, this morning when I looked at it, I thought it said live National Live Creature Day. Mm. But it, it didn't, obviously. But uh, then I thought, well, why don't we make it a day? Live Creature Day? Yeah, because we've had so many other weird days. Well. Like but but, but let's zero in on where they were going with this. National Live Creative Number two, Pencil Eraser Day. Um, Let's see. It allows for the exploration of the imagination. Celebrate the day by taking time to invent, discover, and dream. Okay. So it doesn't mean necessarily a performance. It's just your mind. Yeah, creativity. Okay, cool. It's National Cream-Filled Donut Day. Now, that's that's something you would be into, right? Yeah. Chocolate, frosted, glazed, cream-filled donut. Yeah. Mm. National Parents' Day Off. <clears throat> you know, I have to go back to the donut. Five Mile Road? Four Mile Bakery. Four Mile Bakery. Um, is he still on the air? No, but he is uh, hopefully going to be back with okay. us uh, this fall. First off, I have never tasted a better donut. Never. 
And I remember as a kid when Krispy Kreme first started up down by um, Graceland Shopping Center down on High Street uh, near Clintonville. And I thought those were good. And they still are. But this four-mile, four help me again. Yeah, four-mile bakery. Okay, four-mile bakery. And then the man <coughs> who, he and his wife own it. Sean. Sean. Rich and Dollar. Thank you. And um, I, I think they're Amish, or at least everything about their store is Amish. He has such a wonderful voice. And when he would voice his own ads, man, I was, I wanted him to voice other ads for us. Yeah. <laughs> he... He really sounds great, and he clearly is proud of his product. All right, so, um, but donuts. Na- so, the National Cream-Filled Donut Day. It's National Parents' Day Off. Well, that doesn't sound like a good idea. I mean, if the parents are taking a day off, the kids can get into mischief, I would think. At least that's what occurred to me when I read that. It's National Sober Day. Okay. With that, now i got to ask, with this being Wednesday, it's Wino Wednesday with uh, you know what? wine the, sipping, The group's drinking. not meeting tonight. Oh, so you are taking off. Well, I... Well, you could say you're doing it in honor of National Sober Day. They're they're going to the concert on the green tonight. Uh-huh. Which is uh, Wednesdays during the summer, right? Mm, yep. We've only got, uh, what? A couple more. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> how many more days left of summer? One, two, three, well, five, six, Well, school's back seven. in session now. We've got seven days left until autumn begins on the 22nd. I remember when Pete Colatus and myself and a number of other, I guess you'd say, adults played in the summer band. Pete still does. Does he? Yeah. When I was up there this summer, he was there. and they. I haven't been there, I'm ashamed to say this, in a number of years. They asked... Um, Members of the group, uh, how many have been with this group for 10 years? And mm-hmm. some stood up. How many 20 years? Some stood up. How many 30 years plus? And uh, there were only like maybe two or three people that had been 30-year members, and Pete was one of them. Yeah, I'm sure of it. I should probably. Maybe you could meet your group there tonight. Well, they're, they're, they're going there, yes. Anyway, I I would look forward as I try to um, back off some of my professional responsibilities as this. Rejoining that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And they have a rehearsal once a week and then a performance. And all of them are seasoned enough that, uh, you know, one rehearsal is sufficient. Yeah. Okay, so let's see here. 
National Sober Day, National Eat a Hoagie Day. Now, is a hoagie the same as a sub? Pretty close. Okay. Yep. And finally, National Virginia Day. There, my tooth kept me from saying Virginia very well. I'll get used to it. All right. Well, that's that's that stuff. Historical stuff. On this date of September 14th. But the year was 1752 when Britain and the British Empire, including the American colonies, adopt the Gregorian calendar. Now, here it says no September 3 hyphen September 13. I have no idea what that means. But in any case, because both those dates exist, I, I just don't know what that means. Yeah, there's a uh, Julian calendar and a Gregorian calendar. Also, there's a leap year every four years in the Julian calendar, which is what we use pretty much. Uh, um and uh let's see i'm sorry the gregorian calendar is the calendar used most i thought that's what this said yeah, yeah. but um the gregorian calendar instituted by pope gregory the 8th in 1582 henry the 8th i am gregory the 8th oh you're close Let's see. Why did we change from the Julian to the Gregorian? And what's the big difference? What, what's I different about it? don't see many, but it says uh, the Gregorian calendar is most, most widely used today. Its predecessor, the Julian calendar, was replaced because it did not correctly reflect the actual time. It takes the Earth to circle once around the sun, uh-huh. known as a tropical year. Okay. What is a lobotomy? Well, it's a... Uh, I know it's, it's a surgery, but what is it? It's a surgery where the frontal lobe is dislodged without looking it up. I'll give the official... Frontal lobe of... Of the brain. Oh. Okay. Um, it is. It was widely used for, uh, I think, patients who were determined to be a danger to themselves or anxiety okay. or suffering epilepsy uh, something like that let's see well the reason I bring it up it is a uh, neurosurgical treatment for psychiatric disorder or neurological disorder 1936 on this date the first prefrontal prefrontal lobotomy in America was performed by Walter Friedman no Freeman no D in there Freeman and James W. Watts. <coughs> this occurred at George Washington University Hospital, which is in Washington, D.C. Three years later on this date, the world's first practical helicopter, the VS-300, which was designed by Igor Sikorsky, takes a tethered flight in Stratford, Connecticut. 
tethered flight means they had some some things to try to bring it under control if it should lose control. Uh, you, you know, th that has been one of my dreams. I've even explored it recently. It's nuts that I'm doing so. But I have. So I flew a helicopter. I had never in a military situation, but I was trained in the Army. I enlisted in a, uh, I signed up for a class up at Wheeler Air Force Base. And I was, I got my pilot's license, military style. At one point, they said, we can also change this to a private license with you taking a few more tests and things. But it would be, I don't know, I think it was $800 more on, at the time. Um, I didn't do it. But I've talked to some people out here at the OU airport, not recently, but over the years. And they said, we'll do it for you. <coughs> so recently I got to looking into, could it be that I would buy a helicopter? And what was I trained on? A Bell UH-1. A very standard military helicopter around for years, still widely in use. <coughs> and I found one that had recently been completely overhauled. How much do you think it was? Oh, 20000 $177,000. Yeah, that kind of put an end to the idea. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little prohibitive. I thought it'd be so cool. Okay. Maybe you could rent one. Yeah, you can do that. 1949, the year I was born, <coughs> India's cons Constituent Assembly adopts Hindi as its official language. And now, today... Ever since then, they've called it Hindi, Hindi Day. 1956, IBM introduces the Ramuk 305, the first commercial computer with a hard drive that uses magnetic disk storage. How much do you think this uh, computer weighed? Well, no idea. Over a ton. Not exactly like a laptop, was it? No. 1960. Iraq, Iran, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and Venezuela form the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC. Still exists, still a big deal. Okay, 2020. 
Astronomers report possible sign of life on Venus after detecting phosphine in planet's atmosphere by telescopes. Twenty one. 2021, just last year, one in 500 Americans have died of COVID-19 as the nation's known death toll reaches 663,913. That was in a report released by Johns Hopkins. Well, okay. Birthdays. Mercy. Okay. Well, here's um, there's one I really want to know about because she's unusually attractive. But uh, we'll do the others first. Okay. Alexander von Humboldt. H-U-M-B-O-L-D-T. Born on this date in 1769. Died in 1859. What was his thing? Friedrich Wilhelm Heinrich Alexander von Humboldt was a German polymath, geographer, naturalist, explorer, and proponent of... I'm sorry? What was the first word? A German what? Polymath. P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H. What am I missing here? Um, what is it? Let's see what we can find out here. A polymath. Polymath. It is uh, an individual whose knowledge spans a substantial number of subjects oh. known to draw on complex bodies of knowledge to solve specific problems. Okay. So, smart guy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he was the younger brother of the Prussian minister, philosopher, and linguist Wilhelm von Humboldt. Okay, the next birthday. She was born on um, in 1879 on this date. She died in 1966. Her name is Margaret Sanger, S-A-N-G-E-R. Very pretty eyes. Margaret Sanger? Also known as Margaret Sanger Slee, was an American birth control activist, sex educator, writer, and nurse. Well, okay. And in that period of time, that would have been really kind of somewhat unusual. Okay, um, Sam Neal, with two L's, N-E-I-L-L, 75th birthday today. Sam Neal is... An actor from New Zealand. He's also director, producer, and screenwriter. Uh, born in Northern Ireland, he moved to Christchurch, New Zealand, with his family in 1954. Some of his movies include Jurassic World Dominion, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Three, and Peaky Blinders. I I thought I recognized his face. Okay, here's this one I was mentioning earlier. Amy Winehouse. Um, The picture here is, um, um, I'm going to call it flirty, okay? 
and she's standing in front of a bunch of MTV um, um, logos and things like that. Amy Winehouse, she was born in, on this date in 1983, but died in 2011. Yeah, a great singer. Amy Jade Winehouse was an English singer and songwriter, and uh, I think she died from alcohol poisoning. Yes, uh, indeed, she did. Okay. Why does that happen? Why do, why do people do that to excess? I, I don't know. I always thought maybe insecurity, lack of self-esteem. I mean, she was very successful, but then once they start getting into drinking more and more, it makes it harder to kick. I mean, and, it and almost the, becomes a crutch. The like same thing could be said of addictions. Of, any addiction. Yes. I. I certainly like a glass of wine. My cider, that sort of thing. Um, I think I've told you, or admitted to being drunk twice in my life, both at the age of 14 in Berea, Kentucky. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was a miserable experience. Oh, I've yeah. had no desire to ever get there <clears throat> again because it was so awful. Now, uh, moderation, politeness, I think it's a very nice thing to have a sip but um, be aware of yourself don't don't be driving if you've consumed a, a little bit more than you should have you know j the just common sense stuff and maybe I guess some people lose their common sense when they're experiencing uh, a high if you will Oh, well, that's a whole nother discussion. You were going to say something, though. Oh, uh, you know, some people, it, it just becomes a part of their life. I mean, uh, it gets so bad that sometimes people people wake up and wonder where they're going to get their next drink that day or, you know, if they could be. Uh, uh, some folks have been diagnosed as functional alcoholics where they can, you know, drink during the day and still try to work or attempt to work or do their normal duties but uh, it's a very it's powerful if it if it gets a hold of a, a, a person not only the physical addiction but the psychological addiction of it too mm -hmm. yeah and, and certainly we've heard of that where it's it's, it's um, someone is simply determined to be high often. Um, I, we did have a caller. I just now <coughs> realized it. I hope I didn't miss him here. We'll find out in a minute. Let me make sure I've got the right button. Here we go. Yep, I missed him. I'm sorry. Folks, I invite you to redial. Um, I guess it was on the on the topic we were just talking about. Um, let's see here. Here I have one more to do. September 14th, The Fatal Legacy of a Beautiful Riviera. 
goes on to say two famous American women, Grace Kelly and Isadora Duncan. Both died after tragic motor, motoring accidents in the same area on this day, though a century apart. that so special anyway two famous people died all right now we do have a caller i think let me get the right button here we go good morning good morning and speaking of addictions i'm addicted to your party line well that's, <laughs> thank you yes but i'm having a hard time the am okay I, I know i know the fm is some you know i have a Radio, they'll listen to it on the AM in the kitchen, but they switch over to the F- FM, and we've got this antenna we have to put up high. And unless we're going, is something wrong with the signal on FM as well? No. No, but you have, between our FM tower and your home, there's a big hump. Oh, that's that's what you said the other week or something. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, if you lived um, a little more across the street, like where my house is, <laughs> it's not a problem. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, terrain affects FM. Okay? Yeah. And we have hilly places here, and you're just close, a little bit closer to the big hump. Oh. That, um... The Fells Park hump. Yeah. Or whatever that is. The, uh, this is... Now, but let me let me give you a report on the AM. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so uh, of course we have um, streaming. We've got podcasts. We've got all that live stuff. So you don't have to just listen to us on the radio. But that's all I can do. So. Well, no, no, no. I know you have a cell phone. No, I don't. You don't have a cell phone. Uh, for the nineteenth time or twentieth, we've told you that. I'm sorry. Does does your household have such a thing? No. Do you own a computer, a laptop? No. Are you kidding me? No. It's wonderful. I don't have to worry about recalling that call I just sent or keeping it on hold for two minutes or something or anything like that anymore that you people have to. Scott, I want you to look up something. Look up what percentage of Americans don't have a computer or cell phone. <laughs> anyway, I'll get back to this. Um, WATH transmitter. Um, there are parts being worked on down in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Those parts that got missing years ago? Uh, no. Months ago. No, months ago. And... They have been returned, but then they failed again. Oh. Okay, so they're being back on that. Now, in the meantime, I discovered a, what I'm going to call a backup transmitter. Um, and I am, but the guy's on vacation. For three months. And so no, 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 no. Like one more day. Oh, boy. But then it still is going to take two weeks to ship it. So um, I am purchasing this um, one more transmitter, which will mean there will be three in the building. Uh, One that's um, older than I am. One that I bought in 1984. 
and that's the one whose parts are down in Louisiana being worked on. And then this new one, which is coming from overseas, actually. Um, so eventually we'll get this straightened out. But we're, we're um, of course, uh, when we used to have failures, we didn't have all these other options, like listening to us live online and stuff. Um, okay, now, Scott, have you found any kind of statistic to show how unique this uh, caller is? Yeah. <laughs> Barry's unique with or without a cell phone. (laughs) Right, Barry? You got it. (laughs) And you play the best music on your later show. Oh, well, thank you. You know, you get those things out there that I remember. I thought, I haven't heard that for years, and it's just wonderful to hear it again. Cool. Yeah, I like that. I like hearing that, and I like hearing songs like that, too. I'm waiting for the statistics. Dave doesn't want to talk music, Barry, so we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk numbers here. The vast majority of Americans, 97% now own a cell phone of some kind. The share of Americans that own a smartphone is now 85%. And uh, let's see, 78% of households owned a desktop or a laptop. Tablet owners, 63%. And uh, how many people do not own a phone worldwide? Worldwide, about one billion people across the world. Still oh, I'm not alone. Do not own a mobile phone. Yeah, and a third of the world's population Uh-oh. is unable to access the internet. We need to interrupt. Um, we're getting zapped. How how do I do this? It'll just do it automatically. You don't get zapped on FM. Okay. Yeah, just AM. Zapping me. Oh, I can hear it on this phone that we're talking on. See, it's not broadcasting on FM. Okay. So, folks, uh, the EAS test that I said would occur at 9.50. We'll have to get our engineers to look at this because we're not airing it. Uh, we have it here in the studio, but we don't have it on the air. So we apologize, and we'll get this fixed up because we want to make sure any emergency notification like that, um, of course, we w- will air. And um, <clears throat> so, okay, let me get back to uh, Barry here. Good morning. Okay. 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 You once had an interesting story that Sky was going, I guess he, she's walking her dogs up in Sal's Pond area, and she comes across pawpaws, and she must have shared some with you. Would you repeat that again? Okay, well. I mean, this is pawpaw weekend. This is the time to yeah. get all excited about these pawpaws. Okay, so. And they grow around here, don't they? Sky is six foot three. Um, I'm five five. Um, the deer, um, they love pawpaws, and we have lots of deer in our neighborhood. Uh, they get the lower hanging ones right off the tree, or that have fallen off the tree. But with Skye's height, she can reach up and grab them off the tree higher than what the deer can reach. 
So as she's been dog walking, she's brought down, you know, three or four paw paws. And I ate one the other night, um, and it was very good. What flavor did you get this time? Um, well, I had no recollection of what pawpaws taste like, so I didn't know what to expect. So I asked her. She said, well, it's sort of a combination of banana and this and this and this. I don't remember what she said. Um, I'm not a banana fan, but I did not. Uh, it, it, it tasted good to me. Good. Are you going to go to the Pawpaw Festival this weekend at Lake Snowden? It's on my list. Sounds great. Did Chris talk about it on his show this week? I didn't get to listen to the show. Uh, I think Chris was on the week before. Oh, yeah. Well, he's in charge of this thing. Uh, typically, yes. Yeah, he does a good job. All right. Well, I, anyway, thanks very much for uh, letting me hear you on the phone. I, see, I didn't have to have a cell phone or anything. I, I have a, just a phone on the wall. Well, I, I, I get you know, it. I, I'm also saying I'm getting old. It's too late to be worrying about hooking up to some kind of gadget that's going to make me run late because I don't get through all my emails or I don't get to do this or don't get to do that. And uh, Hey, I'm going to uh, move along here. Thank yeah, you. Right. You're welcome. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Uh, let's see here. Um, which I have a little bit of hard news here. Got quite a bit. I'm trying to decide which report I'm going to use. I guess I'll use the New York Times, and we'll skip the uh, 1440 report. Okay, the headline they have this morning is, Child poverty in the U.S. has fallen by more than half since the early 1990s. So we're talking about 30 years, right? In the past 30 years, child poverty in the U.S. has fallen by more than half. Um, when President Bill Clinton signed a bipartisan bill tightening the rules around welfare eligibility in 1996 and making many benefits conditional on work, critics on the political left predicted terrible effects. A few members of the Clinton administration quit in protest. Senator uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan warned of a devastating increases in child poverty. The New Republic proclaimed, wages will go down, families will fracture, and millions of children will be made more miserable than ever. But here it is, a quarter century later, and these predictions look very wrong. A comprehensive new analysis shows that child poverty, be quiet, phone, that child poverty has fallen 59% since 1993, with need receding on nearly every front. 
Child poverty has fallen in every state, and it has fallen by about the same degree among children who are white, black, Hispanic, and Asian, living with one parent or two, and in native or immigrant households. It just doesn't seem to matter. Well, how did this happen? The 1996 welfare law turned out to be a case study of different political ideologies combining to produce a result that was better than either side would have likely have produced on its own. Some conservative critics of the old welfare contained an important insight. Poor single mothers, the main beneficiaries of the welfare, were better able to find and hold jobs than many liberals expected. Over the past few decades, increased employment among single mothers has been one reason for the decline in child poverty, according to the study, which was done by the Child Trends. That's a research group. But the biggest cause was the expansion of government aid. And progressives were the main force behind this expansion. With welfare less generous, Democrats, sometimes in alliance with Republicans, pushed for policies to help low-income workers, such as expansions of the Earned Income Tax Credit and food stamps. Increases in state-level minimum wages also played a role. Well, after welfare reform, the focus of the government's anti-poverty efforts shifted from people who weren't working to people who were. And thanks partly to the generosity of the new programs, child poverty plummeted. The size of the decline, Dana Thompson, a co-author of the study, said, is unequaled in the history of poverty measurement. That's a pretty good story, you know. Do we have a ways to go yet? The answer is yes. But certainly, gains have occurred. We're running short on time. I brought two studies in this morning. One is entitled uh, 2022's Most and Least Diverse States in the Country in America. Diversity. And um, so we'll look ahead and try to do that sometime here in the next few days if time permits. But there was another thing I brought in here that I think maybe it's a little bit more important. The title, Five Reasons Long-Term Marriages End in Divorce. Um, yeah. Now, I... I think this is a very well-written item, and I want to do it in some detail. 
So we're out of time, folks. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. At 2.22 London time, precisely the military procession left Buckingham Palace. Some of the troops on parade today have come back from operational theatres in the Middle East, in Africa, Southeast Asia, in order to take part in the parade today. Commander Christopher Gika, King Charles III, and sons William and Harry among senior royals walking behind the horse-drawn gun carriage carrying the Queen's coffin, watched by crowds of mourners. The procession has just reached the house of Parliament for the lying in state, where thousands are waiting. It's just a part of paying a respect to someone who's committed so much to our country. Just have that little bit of personal space with her, just to give one last curtsy and say thank you. The 